0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. My name is Brian, and joining me today is just an incredible guy, incredible gamer. I love sitting down talking with him, Sync Weaver. If you're not following his YouTube channel, uh, he's tagged in this video. Please go uh, give him some support, make some incredible videos. They do take a little bit of time to make, if we're not lying. You know, sometimes I'm like, "All right, sync. Where's that? Where's that extra video?" And uh, <laughs> and so, one of the things that was just a really unique story that I will tell about you for those listening into the MP3 audio world is that you, when everybody was coming and leaving World of Warcraft, you actually went the other direction and decided you're going to give World of Warcraft a shot. You were going to go see what it's like as not necessarily a final fantasy 14 refugee but like what is going on with wow why are people leaving it in droves uh why don't you give everybody an introduction to yourself though to your content uh and uh, and what you're currently playing
1: hey how you doing uh i'm sink weaver uh i am primarily a final fantasy 14 lore channel which going into the very direction of just talking about mmos in general uh yes as what brian said i decided to hop into the heaping lava that is world of warcraft as a new player and let me just tell you the title didn't miss a beat when i said why i'm leaving (laughs) because there's a lot of things in there that i had to go in there witness say oh oh okay yeah that makes a lot of sense and why i completely stopped playing world of warcraft and let me just tell you new player experience blizzard you got to fix that please you got to do something i don't know what to tell you man but uh a little bit on that um yeah world of warcraft has a very good story somewhere i tried to find it i'm i'm a lore guy 14. I tried to find it. I genuinely tried to find it. Wasn't there gameplay? Not bad. I actually liked it, but it asks a lot from you. A little hard when you get to the end game and people has you downloading a whole bunch of third-party tools. Which, by the way, uh, 14 has a TOS with thir- third-party tools, so it was very foreign to me. But yeah, being told to download 50 third-party tools um yeah i just didn't know how to take that but the raiding scene was kind of intense and also kind of like guided because they had something like like deadly boss mobs if i remember correctly which basically tells you how to how to fight in in those fights and i'm like what the heck but uh overall
0: where like when people come to 14 they're like oh i don't need to install this and the game's gonna cue me into what mechanic is coming up absolutely
1: yeah, I, I just didn't, I, I kind of didn't understand, like, why we had to download all these third-party tools, and then I saw that there was an add-on button that Blizzard actually made to be put in there, so they embraced the add-on culture, which I think is kind of a detriment to the MMO, honestly. Uh uh, yeah it wasn't a very good time <laughs> it was it was confusing it was actually fun in the beginning because you got that honeymoon phase i guess with starting something new and then it starts gradually seeing itself go down into a certain path and unfortunately uh i understood why people left at that
0: point now with the obviously like Dragonflight, like right on the, like the tails it might be releasing this year Uh, do you have like any thoughts about kind of returning and checking out like now that you've actually invested time would have that character would you like end up kind of getting on that cycle of expansion check it out and then you know and then go dip out and play like other games because that's what i generally am curious about where is wow just this event that happens every two years now and then it keeps the people it keeps and then everybody else just kind of goes off and says time to go be a refugee like go into another game like i guess generally speaking do you think we'll see more waves of wild refugees with dragonflight with 11.0 and what would prevent that uh in your opinion
1: uh hmm. i think a lot more people from what i'm seeing right now are going back to world of warcraft for dragonflight and whether or not depending on how it goes we might actually see more wild refugees coming from the game because this is kind of their last hope if Dragonflight does not work, people are going to legit leave after coping for years. And it's kind of astounding the first time we had like a, a wild refugee situation, but they have to do good on Dragonflight. And from what I can tell, they're going in the right direction. I'm actually going to join Dragonflight to see what the new player experience is again. And hopefully it's good. Because I'll be honest with you, and this might actually puzzle people i want wow to actually be good you know i actually want competition in mmos and gaming gaming and all that stuff because we need competition to make ourselves better it's not like final fantasy 14 started out the greatest it started out in the fabled 1.0 and i was there when 1.0 was out i i, I was questioning a lot of things my computer uh, went on fire because the ding the potted, potted flower was the sa- same pixels as a character. And every time I went to a city, in Uldah specifically, and Gridania, the flowers slowed down the game. And the combat was kind of like Final Fantasy XI. I was, I was okay with the Final Fantasy Eleven. reference. I, I, I came from that. But it was just kind of... It was just bad for 1.0. It started out bad. But when Reborn came out, they learned. They fixed. They took from World of Warcraft specifically a lot of people forget about that you know it's they took a lot from World of Warcraft into 14 into a realm reborn and they were able to make an actual good game they made heaven's word which the meme I'm not going to say the meme don't don't I'm not saying the meme but <laughs> they made heaven's word right now you could do a free trial in that and I I kind of sound like an advertisement but I'm just trying to say World of Warcraft, this is your last chance. Dragonflight, your last chance. Just I'm just saying. This is your last chance.
0: Speaking of other uh blizzard properties, obviously Diablo Uh-oh. Immortal. We were talking about that in the pre-show. And I yeah. don't want to waste too much airtime on that, you know, piece of garbage. Uh the what I would actually kind of pivot to in terms of that experience and looking at Diablo 4, uh, which they've kind of talked about some of their monetization, which doesn't bother me. Like that's where the, the the conversation online is i find difficult is when we talk about like it's perfectly fine for these games to make gain money we want them to make money how do we structure how is that structured so diablo mortals all are like diablo 4 is already starting to lay down those tracks obviously you're going to see the people who are like yeah. anti-all monetization you know come into play like I think that if Diablo Mortal can, uh, sorry, damn, uh, Diablo <laughs> Four, like that's okay. It's okay. The, it's
1: okay. <laughs> if, four, if Four
0: can come out and also then make great reoccurring revenue, then maybe that means we get more and more game. Like we, I feel like Diablo Three was like, yeah, and then we had the expansion and. And they just kind of went into this seasonal model and, and, and it's, but without like really like any, you know, thing I was like, it's, it was fun. I really enjoyed Diablo three. I'm, I'm very excited for Diablo four having already played it, but do you have any concerns, especially after coming off of Immortal, um, about Diablo four and would you be willing to check a uh, Diablo four out considering your horror experience with Diablo Immortal?
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to play Diablo 4. I do have my worries because of Diablo Immortal. Immortal was not my greatest first impression when it came to the Diablo series. Um, Diablo Immortal was my first Diablo game, just to say that. Um, it did make me go backwards, though. I did play Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Um I actually like Diablo three. A lot of people seem to not like it. I'm not. I'm not really too sure why. There are
0: definitely people who didn't, you know, especially coming from Diablo two. And I haven't yet gone back and actually played the remake or the remaster for Diablo two. But yeah. honestly, like I, I like the Diablo series. I've always really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I found fun in three. I obviously launched with some issues, but uh, like it's clearly designed in terms of like I think it missed some some marks and it definitely had some missing things. We never saw PVP, for example. um diablo 4 really was like you know like it was so iconic a very hard game must have been a must hard game to follow up just like with like even that like veterans like me and you in 11 look Mm -hmm. at 14 in both positive and negative ways like if you said hey brian what does 14 need and be like a little bit more of that 11 injection you know like a little bit like the open world needs that 11 love like as an option it doesn't have to be the be-all end-all but like man how cool would that be but anyhow what do you listen, think I,
1: I, hey listen i i still want dragoons to have a pet dragon
0: exactly <laughs> like, the, and they're like the lore hey we've we've solved that lore problem yeah yeah
1: like,
0: <laughs> we're but, friendly uh, with the dragons now
1: <laughs> yeah we can have a baby dragon following us heck
0: know? yeah heck yeah um, riding a dragon like every time i see him
1: yeah, what's up with that, Mister Dragon Hater? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Diablo Four, I um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm gonna be very cautious when I go in there. I have already heard some rumors that there's gonna be some sort of monetization in there, and I'm wondering how they're gonna do that. Uh, hopefully, it's not free to play because I already took a pledge of never playing a free to play game ever again.
0: I, I don't think so. I think it's gonna be buy to play. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: as if it's buy to play um, and they want to monetize that more, there there are like ways that I approve of. For instance, like uh, I'm a I play fighting games. Mm-hmm. I play Tekken, play Street Fighter, play Super Smash Brothers, yeah. all, all the fighting. Have you played multiverses. I have actually. What do you think and, about that,
0: especially with your pledge?
1: Oh, I loved it i loved playing multiverses because i come from a smash brothers background Mm. and i'm playing multiverses i'm like they got it they just you know there's some things that they could fix but they got it i'm playing tom and jerry and i'm wrecking people with tom and with a cat and a mouse and i'm like loving this game i'm making the video at the same time with diablo immortal and i swore a pledge which means i had to uninstall multiverses oh
0: man that breaks my heart they i think they do multiverses right like in terms of monetization.
1: i i agree i agree i honestly think they do multiverses right but i wouldn't i'd be dishonest if i That's said true. Hey, I I'm, I'm still playing multiverses guys and people were just like didn't you take a pledge not that i'm like yeah
0: well have you been following blue protocol at all like they announced that as a free-to-play mmo and it looks like a real high quality one who knows what that means Would that like is there a yeah. way that you can at some point if they do because like if they do a free to play game right like is there any way to kind of look uh, like evaluate that or is this like like you got to got married and you know you're just we're we're stuck forever to do one of us part either free to play goes or i go
1: i um i don't know if there's like a loophole with what i said by not playing free to play um i that's why i said in my video i wish there was a different a different definition to it Mm -hmm. not not free to play but maybe like free game with microtransactions or you know it's free to start free to try free to start free to free to try or something like that i i I wish there was something like that because i have been following blue protocol and Mm -hmm. it does really look good and i do want to actually play it just like how i actually wanted to play uh torchlight infinite Mm -hmm. that that was also free to play and well latest news on that is that they it's heavily monetized so i gotta shove it in the shelf forever yeah kidnap be played so like something like multiverses if i can go back on that um if something was able to follow that model something that's like really friendly doesn't push anything you can actually just play the game to progress or if they really do have like money involved um i would like it if if it was like um kind of like how what like league of legends did Mm -hmm. and they have like a base like 50 or 60 dollars you get all the champions or something like that yeah and you get all the champions in the future you don't have to pay a single time oh
0: yeah interesting see like that's one of the things that i do feel will happen in multiverses is that you because i bought the hundred dollar edition for multiverses we played it for three hours me and the kids and we're like (laughs) this is great one of the yeah. cool things about Tom and Jerry is that as they're, as you're fighting as them, they're actually fighting each other. That's The moves you're doing, it's like them uh... fighting each other. But you actually then hit, you know, and I was like, that's so beautiful and well done. But, like, on that note, like, so I had, I got various character tickets. So I still have a yeah. whole stack of them. I've unlocked every character. But it's like, yeah, at some point, those, that stack of character tickets is gone, and I either need to just buy the new characters. Which, when I started to think about it, I was like, one of the That's, things that like yeah. can they can this land in a streaming kind of cultural way that people really are like, is this engaging content to watch? I honestly don't know. I don't have that much time to stream. But when it comes down to it, I was like, this is a great game. Like I play it on the the Steam Deck. I play it with the kids. Like it yeah. is a lot of fun. And with that net like rollback setup, online play is smooth as butter to the point where like you named us some other fighting games. Like I hope Street Fighter Six has net rollback. I hope that all these other like every fighting game has this kind of setups because that's like, I, I felt like, why is it that we can have these great first person shooter experiences? But I grew up with a fighter dude. Like I was, I was, mm-hmm. I was raised in fighting games. I was yeah. born into them. You merely just adopted the darkness, <laughs> you know, like, Oh my goodness. Let's freaking go. Uh, you know? So it's like, that's where I want to see, like, I want to just kind of sit down and, and chew on a good fighter. Like th- and and enjoy that i love fighting yeah. games in fact like i like i wish either i didn't know of evo or it didn't exist but one of the things that i really like when i look back at, at college is like that would have been what i did like i would have been i would have gone and trying to compete in evo you know and that would have been my goal that would actually probably have been my dream you oh. know
1: i um you talking about like uh going back and playing like old games like they're they're trying to bring back uh, at least Capcom is. They're trying to bring back old games as well. Like Street Fighter, the new Street Fighter 6. Um, I don't know if it'll have rollback or something. I I you know, knock on wood, I'm knocking on it right now. I want it to have rollback. I want them to come out on stage and be like, rollback. And I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, it's it's games like that, like and multiverses, which tears me apart that i have to say that i can't do free-to-play games because you're right like you you bought the hundred dollar pass and that's all you have to pay you got the tickets you got all the characters you can have all the characters mm-hmm. and i don't even mind paying for new characters to come out you know right because uh smash mothers did that you know they came out with like 70 something characters at, at launch or something and
0: yeah. then it
1: just grew and grew and grew they had their their um but smash like doesn't have
0: pass. the good online infrastructure and like it does not like no, it, it doesn't and it doesn't even have good online or good wi-fi uh thing we my friend my not friend me and my nephew uh we sat down to play smash He on his switch me and mine and then we just gave up and just docked the switch so we could play on the TV. And I was like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Like, this is a problem in Nintendo. And it's like, and then they isolate this amazing game off into this one piece of the world where then I was like, I think multiverses is the first game that literally is stepping into the the ring. And, and actually, not just, hey, I, I'm this kind of game. Like, no, I feel like it goes toe to toe with Smash. And it doesn't obviously have the iconic, you know, roster. Yeah but they're bringing in some real icon iconic characters that it's like it? okay uh, this is great we got we just got uh you know Gizmo from uh, Gremlins I'm a huge Gremlins ooh. guy you know Spike's coming Black Adam's coming like yeah, yeah let's keep playing and it doesn't feel like these are just reskins of the existing roster which is huge With-
1: with their voice actors as well yeah because they were trying to make the game as genuine uh they there was like a game called nickelodeon all-stars which also had rollback and they just didn't have it just didn't feel right because there was no voice acting yeah it felt kind of like fake in a a way and no nothing against the people who who, um made that game because they also they also made like another really good game as an indie company but How are you going to come out with a good game like Super Smash Brothers and then not for whatever reason update your online, your Nintendo, and people are trying to play, what, Mario Kart, Splatoon, uh, Super Smash Brothers, and you're getting all types of other third party games on your console with online and yet it's the worst out online out of like all of the consoles everything it just yeah can't it, be done
0: exactly now um i do got a couple questions i do I want to dive into especially as we talk about mmos and because like one of the things that will be interesting to see i won't hold you to your free to play pledge if you join me in multiverses or in the protocol <laughs> just find me like I'm playing with sync guys like this is great um but i do want to say thanks to paul gaming live uh while we're uh, filming hitting that one dollar membership uh club uh that brings us to 125. my goal right now at least for the, the the tier ones is to get to 200 so at some point i just need to figure out how to ask 75 people for a dollar <laughs> like hi guys not not one person for 75 dollars, but like 75 people so thank you so much paul for uh, accepting that challenge that you did probably not know i issued and uh and so yes i guess <laughs> like, yeah, so let's uh let's keep the word spread it out uh and help people uh you know like let me know what i can do we have a exclusive content members only here on the channel so thank you paul for that now um we've talked interestingly enough about a couple of different subjects but there's something that i feel is kind of tiptoeing around this conversation and i think it's best to start with this question what is an mmorpg to you
1: so so i would say it's a game that's massive have people in a multiplayer setting online of course and obviously has to be an rpg um it has to have at the very least like um instances of people of like a hundred or can hold hundred and people and up and to, to to be more definitive on this that's what i think an mmo rpg is and not an mo rpg where Mm -hmm. they say it's just multiplayer online and i know some people try to conflate that but no mmos are massively multiplayer online games 100 people up people all playing together see each other can talk to each other communicate with each other play together can look to their left and their right and they see somebody and say hey can you want to you want to do a dungeon together or hey can we trade for something something like that Community. the community is also what i think an mmo has to have have in order to be an mmo it has to have something that allows people to be in a in a game together in a world together yeah. in a community together
0: 100 percent. now it's going to be interesting let me uh, kind of give you some examples of games that have kind of blended this this l- l- label perhaps right obviously mm-hmm. we bring uh, the rpg and you kind of clarify uh the rpg ness of it but if we just kind of separate them into kind of two different uh, ideas, MMO, and then RPG. in an MMO. Would you classify Destiny as an MMO?
1: I I can't get. I I'm not allowed. I don't think I can say it because I don't. I don't know Destiny very much. Okay. Um,
0: would you classify Fortnite?
1: Fortnite? Um, I'd probably classify Fortnite maybe more of an MMO RPG or mm-hmm. not an RPG, but MO game and mm-hmm. M- multiplayer online. I know it has like the hundred people in one place, but it doesn't have like the community aspect, you know, where after game or even during the game where you could talk to people and uh, build like a relationship or even a friendship more like you're just trying to snipe somebody in the face <laughs> and, and move on. Yeah. You know um, what's like really good about MMOs is that they have that kind of like uh if, if you want to make a friend you can
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: doesn't need to have a competition you can uh literally start a dungeon and then come out of a dungeon having three more friends
0: yeah and
1: that's what i think whereas fortnite i don't know i think destiny you can because you do um go into dungeons or something like that i
0: yeah there's I, weird blendings sure. of it because like paul's bringing up his Warzone and mmo over 100 players trading bullets <laughs> we got player trading going on uh you don't want to receive the trade you're like deny trade deny trade um but uh that is going to be what it is in this case like uh it's interesting because the destiny devs uh they classify it as an mmo but not necessarily okay. mmorpg but <laughs> when we talk about it, it's like what well like the pool of players is massive the drop in drop out is massive yeah. but overall like you're not seeing hundreds and hundreds of players on the screen at any one time where like in something like Fortnite Warzone, you are in final fantasy 14 you can within the individual zones they yeah. do support like i think it's 125 or 175 and then they kind of you know speculated out guild wars 2 for example um, so there's just all kind of a wide range of that and so it ends up i feel like the argument where people come online it starts to kind of really break down as to what kind of features of the mmorpg do you want to actually like see come back in prominence or or be preserved that, that would really kind of help establish that so to give you uh, kind of a, some thought process before uh, you know you answer this next question is like like is final fantasy 14's story and narrative something that really the mmorpg genre as a whole should start to adopt and encapsulate is it more open world content like you would see in guild wars 2. is that something that like if you were designing your perfect mmo like what pieces do you think are best executed and would you then like want to have that brought into it doesn't have to you know the theoretical utopian mmo for example
1: yeah um community like the story's all right uh that's part of the the game uh for example runescape uh brian do you know anything about runescape story
0: well i don't i actually am not a runescape player or (laughs) even old school but what's interesting is to see where people start off like there are a lot of people who started off actually in runescape where you yeah. and i's like at least my journey started with 11 final fantasy 11.
1: yeah no. Yeah. so like the story wasn't really what like tied me to an mmo it was the people around me and there was a massive amount of people and the things that people come up with on their own without the game coming out with events, mm-hmm. people will have like, you know, DJ parties or, you know, RP parties and which, you know, I don't go into that, even though I say that.
0: RP's fine, you're thinking of <laughs> but, ERP, that exotic, yeah. that, that like we were joking in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> For those of you who have not seen the pre-show, uh, adult content advisory joke warning. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, if I were to make a good MMO, the, the community has to stick. And the story has to help um, be part of the RPG aspect, if I'm going MMORPG, because I think story is very important, and gameplay, obviously. But I honestly think the most important thing is the community. If you don't have a community that is like at least talking or at least being able to do things together and at the very least uh, playing the game on a massive scale. Like, yeah. you know how raids work and yeah. you know how you know big like uh for example, Fates. 14 did this amazingly in like AR, there was like a giant crab mm-hmm. in Costa del Sol. The first yeah, few think. days, the first few days, there was like 200 people really just trying to wail on this crab. Yeah. And the crab scaled because of how many people were on there so it was mm-hmm. literally knocking people down. But people were enjoying themselves i made a few friends um we started doing dungeons together it's kind of like that aspect i can't really like define it as maybe just community there has to be like something that pulls people together right like that's why that's probably why you said like story or the gameplay something has to pull these people together and for it to be uh seen as like a giant community or at the very least something that everybody yeah. can do um if i if i may ask yes, um for de- for for destiny um even though i said i yeah i don't really know much about it is it i, I thought people can walk around and see each other and actually
0: well they have like basically they called it a sh- like shared world shooter um where you they have the zone so you go into a zone and they'll put they'll fill that you know with other players and so you see other uh, guardians playing and running around and you have shared social spaces um okay. so the game kind of behind the scenes is matching you into these the zones like it's the zone but like yeah. you can get kind of put in and out of it and so it actually works i think um fairly well and actually to correct myself from earlier uh gray knight says that 14 actually can support around 400 players in a single zone which is great which is fantastic like you said like if you had 200 people killing cancer how to cast it a soul like there you go you know like that's yeah. like those those kind of epic moments and i think that's really kind of I, I do actually I, I adhere to that like uh you know in in that one of the things that um i do feel like you know and this is where actually i'm not going to answer this question because I'll, I'll let you answer that i'll talk about it mm-hmm. but where do you feel like mmorpgs have actually gone wrong over the last like you know decade or two like do you have they made any mistakes that you personally would like to see rolled back or corrected in some way
1: um as much as i like the uh dungeon finder or at least the party finder i say dungeon finder because i was thinking world of warcraft for a second there um it's like it's like twitch is like
0: uh follow and youtube subscribe and twitch is subscribe and youtube's (laughs) member Uh, raid versus live redirect (laughs) sync up on some terminology it's confusing the heck out of me anyway go ahead please
1: yeah, please, please. <laughs> um, th- I do believe that there's like a loss of like communication with that. Uh, when it comes to MMOs, a lot of people will just throw. A lot of games will just throw you in a dungeon without saying much of anything. Mm-hmm. I think at this point for 14 players, it's kind of a habit to go into a dungeon or trial and say, Hey, hi, what's up? Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, what's up? uh, How you doing, sir? So like, I I don't know how that stuck, but it's still there. People talking about it, even though we have roulettes just as every other MMO has now, Um, like down the line, that isn't like enhanced in a way. Sometimes we lose touch. Like I definitely lost touch in World of Warcraft with that. My first dungeon experience going into a dungeon nobody said hi yeah nobody said anything the the tank he was gone and i was just like i was i was just following him and i was just like okay what's happening what it takes the first mob takes the first like a whole bunch of like mobs and everything just attack 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 boss attack attack boss attack attack last boss done said nothing i was like hmm that's a weird wow experience yeah i thought <laughs> that's I, I thought that was i thought this would be different it didn't happen um somehow and i think I, this is a reason why i love like 14 and guilt wars 2 because guilt wars 2 actually has a good community that talks mm-hmm. uh, and likes to speak to each other i think mmos that are trying to emulate like world of warcraft mm-hmm. lose the community aspect and they got to try to pretty easily that out. yeah yeah they gotta try to figure that out and i don't i don't under i don't understand why it's like hard it's an mmo should have something of a community in there for people to talk like elder scrolls uh they do okay like people talk in the chat as well i just don't know why other mmos are having other hard times with that uh, also in scaling that that's going to be a universal thing scaling in uh class balancing that's that's always going to be a thing i don't I don't know if there's a cure to that. We just had our own little kerfuffle in 14 about Paladin and Warrior not being able to finish, um what was it, a Savage fight. And that was, like, its whole ordeal. Yoshi P came out with an apology for that. He had to scale down the monster. I mean, first of all, he didn't need to do that, but he did do that mm-hmm. and apologized. Yeah. So, good on him. But, Yeah. That's the other thing. That's a personal issue. I don't think
0: that counts Though. <laughs> like, I I am I'm with you on matchmaking in a way because I think the other cost isn't necessarily also in the community. It ends up being on the design of the content itself. Yeah. And when you play content that is not matchmade, you're like this is so good. And obviously matchmaking is a very convenient style uh, you know, filter. My hope is is like as we've seen in 14 where they've brought in trusts and yeah. if they would go and make them hybrid in a way like where you like let's say we're playing together and you know what I don't I can't find two other people let's just bring in trusts and let's go to the content then I think ultimately you re, you you have that flexibility and then maybe one you, you could actually then retire matchmaking completely and then you could then have your design your content up to unique and interesting ways yes there's a reason why you want to go down this other hallway that maybe leads to an optional boss like in a match made system, Anybody wanted to go to that optional boss is well, you sol. You're the were, jerk. Yeah, you know you're the you're like why are you doing this? Like this is the we're here to get the win and we're here to move on with our life. And like I use matchmaking because it's so convenient. But imagine if it was like oh uh, it's me. Hey you oh you want team up? You know I think matchmaking ends up being like a lot of people end up saying like nobody's talking am I actually running with humans or are these bots in the first place? I don't know. You, you might not be the, eyes have been, you know, bots have been getting pretty daggum, you know, uh, interesting. But I know that the people are worried about that. Cause they start to say like, Oh, I don't want to like, I, I just want to get and do the content. And it's like, and then you're also the same person that is going to complain that the content isn't engaging after you do just get in, just run the content. And then you're like, mm-hmm. I did that three times. Well, I wish it was better. Well, the the system, I believe the reason why it's not is matchmaking because it, it matchmaking is a very expensive thing in terms of what, how you design content there after it, you know, in terms of difficulty, in terms of player choice, in terms of these things. And so my hope is my, my mission here at Ginger Prime, uh, is to get more people on the anti-matchmaking, uh, you know, crowd in PVE, PVP, I don't care who I shoot. <laughs> you know it's like whatever
1: oh uh well how 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 uh have you been playing pvp in 14 or is that like i haven't know,
0: in the know. last uh like I've, I've been working on finishing off machinist and so i do the uh the front lines pvp because it gives that big experience boost but yep. the crystalline conflict was solid dude like that's something mm-hmm. that i was like this is a really fun mode um but i'm feeling like i'm getting to that point where in 14 after covering it for 13 years that I need to just take a break, you know, for like a patch, patch or two, if if nothing, if if not more, just to yeah. let myself say, you know what, I want to actually play catch up rather than be on the cutting edge.
1: Kind of, kind of agree with the the matchmaking there though, because like, if they can do something about that and in, in PvP as well, I'd be very grateful. So like, uh, they 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 actually put a description on like why it is what it is. So if you are not ranked bronze, silver or gold, you're all in the same match. That's, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a flaw. Like why would you put gold and unranked or bronze together in the same fight or in the same match? Whereas people in gold specifically have like a, they've earned their right to be in gold, right? Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. platinum, just like diamond. Um, It's bonkers. It's it's honestly bonkers to me. And that's a slight. Slight complaint. To, to all that. Just a slight. I, I love it. I love Crystalline Conflict. I love it. It's just. If I end up in a team full of bronze. Or no ranks. And I'm the only gold. And the communication is incredibly. uh, You, you can't. You know. You can't type anything. In chat. Because they don't want any toxic stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And then. I don't want to be that person to ping the same button over and over again. Stay on the crystal, stay on the crystal, stay on the crystal. No, I, I just do it once and hope they hear that. And I can just, I'm there on the crystal. I'm like, please, please go on the yeah. crystal. Meanwhile, your teammates are, are are everywhere else. They're just, they're gone. And it's because they don't, they don't really have the sense yet. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't want to entirely blame them. They want to have fun. That's fine. But um I would like to... Play more with like my my rank, you know, gold, with which I'm at right now. And last time I made it to platinum. Oh, nice. So I didn't make it to diamond because I got too frustrated.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I, I made it to platinum. Um, and what when you're in platinum, you play with really good people, mm-hmm. and you you'll find yourself in like a you know a match with uh, people in diamond and no crystal yet but you get diamond and platinum when you're in platinum and sometimes gold for some reason so yeah. i'm like hmm. that's a weird matchmaking like what are you doing interesting like, please change that
0: yeah now so yeah pvp matchmaking it's i don't think there's i, I think it's a great system but i remember reading a, a dev blog from uh, it was like uh minecraft dungeons and it was like when was the last time you had a good pve matchmade experience like you know it's like huh mm-hmm like and and i see chat pulling out like sometimes uh you get great you get a bunch of chats and then sometimes it's like oh no uh this isn't working (laughs) out and you know and that's usually where that this isn't working out leads to drama like how could they not do this and they can't vent that in game anymore so they go online and that's where all that just bubbles up like oh i thought this community was great it's like no like we have we have we have people just like everybody else has people. You they know. go
1: straight to Reddit and Twitter and then like the, the bro you don't want to say that okay you already posted it oh uh, mm, he's about he's about to get ratioed well
0: oh, oh no well especially well. if you're posting anything <laughs> negative about 14 it's like that yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like oh no yeah. oh. Uh, he's committed the sin we must we must rise up we had nothing to do today um i want to highlight two uh, comments here in the live show uh, itself uh, but uh, we I've got two other questions after this that I really want to get uh, your thoughts on uh, some yeah, breaking news me. and stuff but uh, Gene kind of kicks us off says I think matchmaking is a requirement because some content just gets ignored and David falls this up saying just wondering how you would actually keep old 14 dungeons being done without roulettes and I think these two kind of Go together in my mind. So to answer this like with the with the uh, trust system and a hybrid I want to trust hybrid where It doesn't mean because I I don't like how it's just trust and one other player. I would love it if it was like, we got three people. Let's backfill with the trust, you know, et cetera. Like then you can have that content. Now, roulettes were brought in as a way to kind of also backfill those dungeons and make sure that people were still doing those. And so I think that it'd be interesting to see some kind of system that would incentivize like a you know an older dungeon like each week or something or maybe like a set like hey guys like it's this week and if you can go knock out that 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 would be really cool if you want to you know like again it's like i wouldn't i can't redesign 14 and i don't think you would go and say just delete the matchmaking in 14. but i think essentially what we're seeing is that we're starting to see that actually play out in the criterion dungeons and the new pieces of content Mm. that's coming next in which that there is a match made and then there's a non-match made version um, and that's where like, you want to see a difficulty thing. That's, we're not going to match make you into this content because it's just not going to end well, you know, yeah. you get, why, how do you not have that? But then we also look at the concept of blue mage. So I, I think yeah. there's solutions, but not, I don't want to redesign the system. Do you have any other thoughts like on uh, what, uh, what Jean and uh, David said?
1: Um, I kind of agree with like, if they had like a hybrid, if you go in, can't find anything in like five minutes, you could have like two you know, AI is behind Mm -hmm. you and you're like in a party with somebody else. Um, I think that's like a good midway point between uh, trusts and being able to do like a full roulette, like definitely for DPS who have to wait for like 10 minutes. Right. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) I'm going to grab a tank and me and my friend, we're going, you know, like, like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Hybrid. But yeah.
1: Right. I think now that I think about it, uh, MMOs have like 14s especially, when it comes to, like, older content, you just touched on this, Um, you know, outside the whole matchmaking thing, old dungeons, or encouragement of doing old dungeons, I think there's like, something that could, that should be done with that, like, Mm -hmm. uh, I know they're trying, because you could tell with how they changed main scenario roulette, and they split it up so that, you know, us vet players are like, okay, I don't have to spend an hour in it, but I can help out the new players that are, that just got to that point and they redesigned everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for like older dungeons, just like really hardly any reason to go back unless you're leveling something or, you know, you get, you press leveling roulette and you have, you're helping out in a, a past player. Like, I honestly think we should get like a, you know, just a tinge more bit of a reward, maybe some extra tombstones or, um, just don't just try to avoid what world of warcraft does please and (laughs) (laughs) i i I don't think they have the incentive of going back to past dungeons unless they have to um 14 is kind of doing kind of that we're kind of forced into it from leveling roulette uh for the most part nobody minds everybody's okay with it Mm -hmm. i just like the criteria dungeons i thought and i i was a mistake for this for the criteria dungeon i thought it was going to be harder versions of the old dungeons but that's not the case it's literally its own thing yeah if you can turn up the difficulty for older dungeons with some sort of reward in the end that would help in terms of like something like that and i think mmos in general suffer from this sometimes so uh yeah I just it's don't a hard know, it's man. a hard
0: problem to solve. like the roulettes are yeah. a smart a smart solution give you rewards that are to whatever you're needing yeah. and then we're going to put you where wherever we need help you know like because yeah. we don't want people waiting and waiting and that like roulettes weren't in the game when it when ARR launched they came in pretty quickly after so it was it was yeah. well it was a well thought out well designed system i'm just saying like nowadays like as we look to the future it's like when i play something like new world and the dungeons in that game they're magnificent they're just some of the best designed pve content I have the only thing i could compare them to would be uh like a destiny dungeon um you know and you know it's like just this deep rooted piece of content that isn't designed for you to clear it in 10 minutes or less you know right and so have you and that's actually the the first of the two questions i want to ask before we wrap up the podcast here like have you played new world have you followed new world um yes or no and then and then why not and what would make you uh you know make make it a a game that you would try uh
1: have not played it yet uh Am I going to try it? Yes, actually, because it's one of the future like projects I want to try to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see what that new player experience is. So mm-hmm. yeah, be, be wary, Brian. I'm coming after your game, and then I'm gonna take a sledgehammer to it to see what's inside. I hope you do. I hope also,
0: <laughs> if, like, getting a sledgehammer, you you go up to that box and put in submit feedback. Because <laughs> like the one thing that I was like, I literally had the devs tweet it, tweet out a suggestion that I made, and they called me. They're like, "Who's this sicko?" Not like you know in a negative way. I should I should pull of the tweet because for context but they were like y'all seriously want cactuses to damage you you know because that was my feedback i was running around the new uh uh, sand zone Mm -hmm. and i ran through a pile of cactuses and i was like oh i bet this is gonna hurt and i didn't get any kind of damage or any kind of dot and i was like huh
1: immersion gone immersion gone. (laughs) and and
0: the game is so immersive that i was like that was kind of weird like i was like i would expect it doesn't like need to kill me like it just needs to be like oh like a little little damage before running through cactuses and then they, they tweeted it out. They're like, Are y'all okay? Like, you know, they weren't calling me wacko, like, are y'all doing okay? And I was like, that was my feedback. But it's like, I put that in the game. They are watching, they are reading it. And so, like, you know, take a sledgehammer to it, but also like send them that feedback because it's important. I don't want this to be the Brian game. I want this to be like, what what makes this game better? And I think it's I think MMOs from a communal aspect, it's also about having voices heard not necessarily doesn't mean the answer is yes to every idea out there but at least that it's like okay let's this is what we're hearing this is what we're saying
1: yeah at the very least uh devs top brass should be able to say yeah we hear you we're we're taking your suggestion uh please send us more feedback you know we want to we want to know more about our game that obviously thousands of people are playing but yeah i'm definitely going to be trying out new world as um i heard good things so far um I don't know where to start or how this is going to start. Um, <laughs> I'm actually a little nervous going into New World. Oh, wow. Uh Only, only because um, I've gotten one side of the story from a lot of people who played it and said they don't like it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side that says, you should try it at the very least. And both sides have met each other and has clashed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in the middle, like maybe i should just try it i don't know man like it doesn't seem bad now it just uh,
0: there should hey, be a sale coming up soon they just they just wrapped up like a kind of a 50 percent off sale now i i feel like the game's easily worth it for 40 even with all its launch issues people were like i put two thousand hours into this game and i hate it it's like yeah you spent 40 bucks and you got two thousand hours. you know like wait a minute like all right
1: Where am I starting with this, though? Like, where should I start? How should I start this? Is there there anything I should know?
0: Yeah, I would say, like, easily for you and your situation, since, like, you've got other little projects and you're new and stuff, so it's not like, start right now. There would be a value in you starting pre the new player experience update, Mm -hmm. because then you could have this idea of, like, what was it like before and and here's what it's after, especially because you can take a veteran character through the Mm -hmm. new player experience, so you're not having to, like, oh, I had to make two characters, blah, blah, blah um outside of that as a caveat for you they are working on like starting fresh start servers so it would be like hey it's been a year and now new servers all new characters are on those servers and then you have like not just the year's worth of like bug fixes and content added but you also have the new weapons to kind of play around with new player experience now that experience is going to take you to one to 25 and they're going to listen for feedback on that and then they're going to take that feedback and then i guess finish off 26 to 60 for that Hmm. the player experience but they're doing some really cool stuff. So it's like, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on it. Positive and negative, because I think all opinions from like, as long as they're set in the right context, this is what I've experienced. This is what I usually look for in games. Like lazy peons review of final fantasy 14 that caused so much kerfuffle. I was like, Mm -hmm. I was like the context is like, just understand that he's not like a story guy he of course he's not going to register with it and if you actually follow his content you know like he's looking for big open world pvp you know battles and all this you know stuff like that's what he's like that's why he thinks and is putting all his faith in ashes of creation to be the next big mmorpg which it may or may not be you know like that's that's the the problem of being a fan of mmos there's always the what's the the next big thing but um no i'm very curious about uh when you check it out but uh the october update is usually when all that's rolling out so if you mm-hmm. want to experience it now, you only have a couple more weeks to experience it the way it is before all the the big updates start rolling out. Otherwise, October comes in and you and you check it out sometime after that, uh, and there's sure to be more content uh, to come and, and to be experienced.
1: I think I'll yeah I, I think I have time. I I can definitely check it out and record it. and uh, Put some investment in there because like um it's not just uh it's not just New World. There are some other things that will be uh touching up on um i didn't play guilt wars 2 for a while okay that's that's happening so i'm gonna see what the new expansion is all about on that um but to you know keep it general uh man new world looks like one of those games that i would probably fall in love with only because it kind of feels like i'm playing like a, like a, another version of runescape because i saw what you had to do like i saw somebody chopping down a tree and they were leveling that up mining they were leveling that up uh maybe they were crafting leveling that up like mm-hmm. your like other skills were being leveled up due to like activity yeah. and that's kind of like what i miss in 11 yeah. where where you you were you weren't just a paladin or you mained a certain job you were also goldsmithing you were also yeah. mining you were also you know tailoring fishing by the way yeah you remember that that legendary weapon that you can fish out of the ocean in eleven
0: mm-hmm.
1: Excalibur. Yeah. I thought somebody found it. That person apparently lied about it. It's oh. never it still hasn't been found. Huh. That 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 little that legendary fished up Excalibur has never been found in Eleven yet. And it's like what, twenty almost twenty years old? Yeah. Is it yeah. It's a legendary
0: so, item. I mean, I get it.
1: <laughs> so I can't wait to actually like I may be nervous, but I can't wait to actually start New World.
0: I, wanna, I think you're I gonna know. i think oh, it's gonna be an interesting experience so i will definitely yeah. be along for that joy ride uh <laughs> getting kind of your because like there's a, a lot of what i define new world as the devs called a theme park but it was originally designed as a sandbox so i say it's actually a sand park it's a blending of theme park and sandbox <laughs> okay. and i think that's actually the future of mmos in fact ashes of creation has adopted that moniker as a sand park we are a sand park mmo interesting you know right because originally their ashes was saying we're a sandbox it's like blend the two like the people like uh, have been trained in a curated sp- mm-hmm. experience that takes them from point a to point b the sandbox is there to say like hey once you've done the curated stuff like there's this whole thing that you can also engage with optionally if you choose yeah. to do so right so there's all this stuff that you can and i'm very curious like it speaks to me as an 11 player it also speaks mm-hmm. to me as somebody who grew up in east texas uh, has a like lot like it's just beautiful like it absorbs you and that's where when the cactuses didn't hurt me that's when all of a sudden i was actually pulled out of that experience i was like wait a minute like i everything else has like it feels like it's all like i just feel so integrated but um that's Mm going to be what it is now um one last question before we wrap up uh today's uh today's podcast and show twitch has just recently come out and youtube also made some big content creation announcements um have you seen any of the latest updates coming out of twitch and coming out of youtube it's all kind of been broken down in the last like you know uh 24 to four uh, to 48 hours
1: um i've i think i've heard only like one thing so far i've heard uh twitch is now and i think this is a w for them they are now banning gambling mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. you know like something like sports that, betting
0: yeah. like it's like slots the thing that's been yeah. you know kind of the biggest controversial thing especially when people are like yeah, I'm totally sponsored, and there's like, and then yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I'm winning all this money, you know, oh. yeah. <laughs> triggering so they're, they're... your addiction. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, uh, I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, so does that mean that like Genshin Impact is banned, or is that like a because you know over in like the Netherlands, it's considered a form of gambling. So what's going on with that? Um, and I think I've heard that they're now rolling out like a 50-50 and youtube is now doing something like monetizing their shorts yes
0: so you're you're well up to speed so to catch everybody up who's listening um and, and just kind of curious content creator talk here um the majority of people over on twitch are already on a 50 50. um mm. i think essentially the last data we had was from 2018 which basically said that there was like maybe 21 percent were on the 70 30 split for subs uh but if you actually look at it like we don't have actual numbers but like it's estimated more like five percent are still on that so they've been mm-hmm. stepping that down um, twitches has to go with ads and so if you've been watching a, a, a twitch streamer we have the, I have worked a game which I share with the Chris um, and one of the things is that it Twitch handles the ads like they just literally run ads it gets you a countdown and if you you're subbed you you, you know you don't get you don't have an ad ruining experience and they were saying like it costs us a lot of money you know to have these streams and uh, it's going 50 50 and youtube's at 70 30 but then i think youtube has a better discovery and a better ad rate split uh when it comes down to the content in the long run give or take but yeah. what the youtube announced was short monetization for partners uh a way to get into the partner program via shorts and also the way to super chat on or super thanks on shorts which i was like that's interesting um and we'll see if that has any real impact on us like youtube's live streaming experience like i think probably took a back road to shorts as youtube has been probably focusing on we got to get all yeah. the short stuff done let's go but um it's interesting to see what happens uh in the long run with that so i think uh, overall like this uh this change over on twitch it really does i think hurt the content creator who's over making over 100k which <laughs> we aren't like you have to like you need like a con- you need at least 2000 or 3000 subs a month to be like pulling in you know what i would say like you know oh oh you a dad and you want to start streaming and you got kids like oh man don't do don't quit your job because it's it's going to be yeah. a hard fight because most of the people over there are feast or famine but we're actually seeing a, a uptick in ad revenue because twitch is actually handling that and i think that's the only way, real way that that twitch can cover the delta because when it comes down to it you know you spend your you know your five bucks the content creator gets 250 twitch gets 250 and then you don't get ads. So they're not making any additional revenue off of that, um, you know, for the it's whole like, month. So it's like, I think we're going to, they're going to, who knows? I wonder if they'll turn off ad free viewing, you know, you, for swabs.
1: If you think about it. Um, so ads is like very integral and that makes a lot of sense for Twitch. So like business wise, I can understand. However, when it comes to the feedback of people watching Twitch. Yeah. Uh, like
0: YouTube right now is literally <sighs> telling me I need to run an ad right you know and so, so like i'm just wondering if youtube's also getting ready to follow suit <laughs> <laughs> like I, uh, they, I like i love i like streaming on youtube and yeah. one of the things that while i was like i was like ah chris like you know handle twitch i'll I'll stream yeah. occasionally but then like, i'm over here and i'm like oh yeah no, they're like they're not bothering me over on twitch it's like you need to run an ad you got to run an ad right now and i was like if you yeah. gonna if you want ads run you got to handle it like i'm yeah. not gonna be like all right meh <laughs> <laughs> right you know? like no
1: it's just weird because it's like for me as a viewer on twitch and like i this is the reason why i'm like sub to my favorite people like Work two game included Mm -hmm. because i don't want the ads and (laughs) you're welcome Uh, As um, somebody who's
0: having to rely on that money for the really the first time ever in their life like okay thank you
1: it's it's just that the ads get so in the way like i I was sitting there watching a person by the name of hungry box and the reason why i Uh, stuff to him is because when ads popped up automatically for him he's wondering like why why is everybody saying ads in my chat is because twitch pulled up an ad or ads Mm -hmm. six of them all of them are like 30 seconds or more and we're Mm -hmm. all like oh my god we have to sit here for like three minutes why are we sitting here watching ads? Some people left. Some people didn't want to watch the ads. Um, This is what I'm worried about when it comes to like Twitch and to ads and this sub thing. And like, it kind of feels to me that this might not be a W for them. This might actually be an L. Mm -hmm. Like it might be a loss because... Um, some Twitch streamers have been thinking about just switching over to YouTube or some other platform for mm-hmm. a while now. Yeah. Some have made the move and say, uh, yeah, Twitch are doing 70 30 and they didn't pay me to come over here. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, if this is what they have to do to make money, I'm not a business analyst. I don't go into all that. I'm not an accountant, so I don't know the numbers, Yeah, but there, if they don't do something to at least, help out the the viewing experience with Twitch. They might actually start seeing a lot of a lot of streamers leave.
0: Yeah. It's it's got to be difficult because you've built an entire ecosystem around being live. Where on YouTube. The mindset that I have is like I try to do streams in terms of events. So yeah. I'm not live all the time. Nor do I want to be like I, I, as a parent as a dad, you know, like I don't I, and I honestly didn't want like that's when people talk about like oh I want to be a, a Twitch streamer. It's like oh. like no. the hour commitment alone it's like and then you build a an identity on being live right and so that's like what if you get sick what if you want to you know like that in of itself is like i'd like to i'd rather craft a video and then essentially come and do like we've been doing these shows live it's been wonderful um you know like this has been great but like it's an event as opposed to like okay yeah brian's live from this time you know from this time to this time every day And I get that there's like, you know, some people will like that, but I I like when people are like, oh yeah, Brian, you need to, you know, that's what, that's what you should do. It's like, well, I mean, if that's what it's going to take, then it's not, it's not worth it. That's going to just, I'm going to not enjoy content creation because, and now, and you see a lot of people who are are doing this. The thing that I think is going to be the biggest problem is that people who have been making their living and either just barely making it like feeling like, oh man, you constantly have to be live. And then they're not actually supplementing on other platforms because you know, variety and having, you know, having other platforms is is a key to any kind of success in this, you know, content creation game. But what do you think?
1: Like success on Twitch, you need to have success on like some other platform in the first place. Like if you're successful on YouTube and you get yeah. a lot of like like there was people on YouTube, uh Vine when it existed, yeah, and other co- other social medias. If you're OnlyFans, but if you, <laughs> you subscribe were... to my
0: OnlyFans <laughs> and I have a actually I have a, I have a box fan I need installed in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's your OnlyFans. Just like you showcasing the fan yeah. over and over, just holding. Um, Give that's money you...
0: i am <laughs> I, I or or send me a referral link to uh i'll, I'll, show, programming you my jobs. Fans. <laughs> I'll show you my fans
1: <laughs> um that that's the thing that's the myth of twitch you don't you don't really grind on twitch to get viewers yeah. uh, it might work for some of the lucky people but you need to have already a, an established community in order to just make it successful in Twitch. Whereas YouTube, you actually have a better chance, especially since on YouTube, they have the shorts and people love shorts and making videos and even live streaming, streaming has become better. So like, I don't know what Twitch is doing, but YouTube is kind of stepping up. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared. I don't, I honestly want Twitch to actually do well again, competition and all that other jazz but it ain't looking good yeah brother it's not looking good
0: <sighs> it's gonna be interesting to see if there's any kind of fallout from this for sure um i mean it's they still i think have the premier live streaming experience uh you know like when you look at it, it's like all right like imagine if you were trying to build a live streaming service today that, you know yeah it's gonna take a long time but it's like at least there's like a clear feature list of things that you need to have and then here I am on YouTube, and it's like talking with like a mod. It's like they're like, "Man, I wish I had some tools." And I hear, chat. I oh, hear the, go ahead.
1: Ch- chat needs chat. Chat definitely needs. A, um, they need to step it up. Like in terms of YouTube, their chat is not good. They need to uh, do something with that. Um, if you don't know who Ludwig is, he tried to make an add-on for chat, and he's trying to send it out to other streamers where the chat experience is pretty good. If they can fix that have a different site for live streams. So you can find people who are live streaming and have categories on that. YouTube will be peachy.
0: Dude, hundred percent. Like, it's so funny. Cause I was even uh, like, I was kind of, I was like, why is it that like Tyler was streaming Ninja and I was like, I had to go to his channel page just to pull up his stream. <laughs> I was like, and it's like, he's got, he had like seven to 8,000 people on YouTube and you know how I, I saw, I knew he was live. I got a notification on Twitch. That he was live because he's streaming everywhere. And my hope is that that either kicks off some kind of lawsuit and Twitch is like, all right, we get it, stream everywhere. The thing that you actually see with his numbers is his Twitch numbers are way up.
1: Yeah, his Twitch numbers are up. His Twitch numbers are way up. And the fact that he says that he's streaming everywhere, if you combined, uh, I actually did this, you combine for maybe the first week all of his numbers of viewers, it was like 40K. Yeah. Because he was like tiktok instagram twitch youtube and facebook facebook uh yeah. there's a six one in there um he combined you combined all of that that was like in the 40 thousands and yeah. i'm like did he like crack the code or something is there yeah. something that i'm missing no it's
0: always been that it's like this like why like when i advise people not to get a twitch affiliate like don't no, no, no don't don't cut yourself off mm. like you're gonna you're gonna like oh i know you're excited but it's not going to be what you need it to be you want you want to be able to have that ability to stream everywhere and honestly especially for some of these twitch affiliates that like you yeah you're streaming to five ten people f twitch just do it like it, no one's gonna find you no one's gonna report you and yeah. if they do like okay sorry you know it's like that like oh because i think you'll still bring in people to your stream like i think you will like you're not gonna I don't think ultimately hurt yourself in the long run. And I think ultimately that brings you to, to a lawsuit. And honestly, what we're waiting for is somebody to sue Twitch because it's in violation of like California penal code, like what not penal code, but whatever the law is because of a t- like, you're technically a 1099 employee. And mm-hmm. unless you sign an exclusive exclusive, like I will only make content for your platform. Like well, it yeah, really right. is. Gonna, yeah. Cause yeah, and everybody else doesn't do they're it. They're based,
1: Yeah. They're based in California. Based in California so so oh, it's,
0: it's, God. I think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of time
1: i didn't think about that actually yeah that, that that is like a lawsuit waiting to happen isn't it
0: i hope so because it would just <laughs> it, i think it, then it gives the viewer the better their the viewing experience that they prefer right yeah it just does we see that all the time we mm. see that you know what chris and i get the uni- unique opportunity is we've been doing live shows on twitch and on youtube and you know what twitch numbers go up like mm. people are like oh hey I'll go over here, and I'll, I'll I like watch wherever the like. You should just ask the viewer like, do you like watching on a Samsung TV, or do you like watching on this, or like whatever. Like we don't have like we shouldn't have to be locked into this. And so maybe one day that yeah. will happen. Uh, we'll go from there. And Esten, thanks so much, Just click the bell and pray YouTube sends the notification. That's absolutely right. Thanks also for the 26 likes here on that. Uh, Sync, where can people find you? What do you got coming up uh, that you're excited about? Maybe some new worlds are going to be in your future, which I'm excited about. What's uh, yeah. the floor is yours, sir?
1: Uh, you can find me on my name, Sink Weaver. You can find me on that channel. You're going to see a lot of 14 lore. Just be wary. Just be just be aware. But uh, yeah, find me on YouTube slash st Weaver. you can also find me on twitch i won't talk about twitch too much because i'm not really streaming on there but you can find me here on youtube and in terms of the latest project i just put up my diablo immortal video but i am because brian did just give me an idea i think i will be hitting uh new world a lot earlier and then i'm going to actually compare the two between that and like october yeah i do want to get that experience in so you'll probably be getting a lo- another DM from me, Brian.
0: Oh, you let me know whatever you need, dude. Whatever <laughs> you need, I'm excited to hear for it. The um and then I'll answer this question, David, uh, after uh, after we run the the outro, uh, and then that way we can have it. Uh, we can have a kind of a postal combo real quick because my kid's knocking the door. But anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for uh, spending time with us today. Whether you're listening to the MP3 audio, watching this over on YouTube, uh, or consuming this wherever podcasts are found. Thanks so much for your time, your attention, and we hopefully will see you in the next live show, uh, airing next Wednesday at 4 PM central until then take care.